Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Eric Patterson, who you can find on the score and at EPAT Golf. EPAT, uh, we were just talking before the before we went hot. Um, we, we were struggling for ideas this week. There, there wasn't a lot of news. I was crowdsourcing things on Twitter. And then, you know, a, a few hours before we hit the record button, Augusta National dropped some news on us. So I think we've got plenty to talk about now. Yeah, you're, you're right. Last week, it was a little bit of a slow news week. Patrick Cantlay did take it down, which was nice for me and uh, finally got back in the winner's circle. But um, aside from that, not a lot really happened. Um, but yeah, Augusta gifted us with not only a great teaser video yesterday. I'm not sure. I've never seen gates open so dramatically and just perfectly before. And then, uh, yeah, they drop a a nice little news bomb on us today with plenty of goodness. All right, let's just jump right into this. So here is how the Masters will look different. Not only will it be in November, of course, but there will be no par three contests. They will use split tees for the first two rounds, which actually makes sense because they're going to have a lot less daylight in November than they would in April. And then here's the here's the one I did not see coming, Eric. Uh, college game day will be on site on Saturday. So that the game of the night is Alabama at LSU. That's the CBS game. That's the collaboration. But I did not see a college game day and a Augusta National, a Masters collab happening. I mean, I didn't see it either, <laughs> but I will do a little hat tip to uh, uh, Chris Powers from Golf Digest. He hinted at this when the Masters was moved and almost wrote like a little preview as to why they should mesh them to d- together, which I wow. mean... For them to come together and do this is pretty cool. Um, I'll probably, I'm not sure if I'll be watching game day, to be honest. I typically don't watch it. I'll probably be tuning into the early third round coverage, but it is cool. And Fred Ridley laid it out. He's like, we're going to draw more eyeballs to this by, you know, hyping up the Masters and then maybe the Sunday final round while bringing in like a college football audience. So it's a, it's a nice little mix of, of two sports there. This is, this is smart. This is what you should do when you don't have uh, necessarily fans on site. Right. And you can get set up this, you can set up the college game day, you know, apparatus, everything that they have going on there. Uh, and you can cross promote to major. Cause you know, it, it was going to be weird where, uh, you know, the masters has never competed with uh, college football. It's never competed with the NFL. And I, I was kind of, interested to see what ratings might might be like if if the big bohemian if the masters could you know draw the numbers that it usually gets um and and now the collab is is interesting to try to get as many eyeballs as possible i mean yeah you're like you said they're leaning into it perfectly um they're not going to take away eyeballs from football but maybe they'll have people flick back and forth or just draw their attention to the the tournament as a whole so yeah i'm excited for it i loved uh Dylan DeShare came out with a tweet where uh, Lee Corso is grabbing a giant Bryson head. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> he was about to throw it on. So The memes um, have been so good already. Yeah, like uh, your boy there, Kyle Porter, was pulling out a lot of Phil Mickelson betting, college football betting uh, yeah. tips. Uh, Phil might find his way onto the booth before, if he makes the cut before his uh, third round tee time. We are recording the first cut uh, later this afternoon. And I know Kyle is just ro- like, he is foaming at the mouth to be talking about 
college game day and Phil Mickelson and everything else that's going to be happening. Like it's going to be a lot of fun, but yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I wonder if Phil misses the cut. If he'll just go like full on, just like join, join. Um, I don't know if Corso will be there. I think Corso has been doing it from like his, his home. So I don't know who's actually going to be on site, but like Phil, just put him, just put him behind the desk. Let's see what happens. Even if CBS brings him into the broadcast, like they did. Uh, well, yeah. I forget one, what that was Memorial. Um, maybe. I thought it might have been the, a major, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, for, I completely forget. Uh, maybe it was Memorial when Jack was there and, and then they brought Phil. But yeah, um, he should find his way into the booth regardless, even if it's before or after or whenever, some, at some point in time. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then, of course, the Masters, uh, never to be outdone with technology. So last year, let me, I'm, I'm going to try to describe this for memory and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Epat. Last year, they had basically... It wasn't in real time, but like you could see every shot from every player within a few minutes, right? So they had a shot tracker that was set up and then you could actually click on like, oh, that that approach from whoever into the third green and you could see the actual shot because they had to have a camera set up basically behind everybody or whatnot, right? So that's what they had last year. Am I accurate there? Yeah, that's right. It wasn't as fast as I would have hoped, but it was, you saw every, you could see every shot taken that, that week, so. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was. I, I remember it being a couple minutes. I don't know if it was longer than that. Um, but you could eventually see every shot from every player. Now this year, uh, they're building on that, so they're unveiling a feature called My Group, which is going to allow you to build a personalized feed of every shot from your favorite players, ensuring that you won't miss any action. So to me, this is kind of now just the next step in the evolution of seeing every shot the way they had it last year. But now you can say, okay, for example, here are the five golfers that I bet. Here are the six golfers that are in my lineup. Here's the 30 guys I want to keep track of this week. And and I guess they'll, depending on how they present this, you'll be able to kind of follow along in real time or somewhat real time with all their shots and scores, I assume. That's my understanding of it. I, I might have to go buy a few extra monitors to uh, <laughs> to fill my to fill my screens with all my guys or my group, I should say. But um yeah, this is this is the step that we've wanted to see for a while. And like the personalized feed, like last year was great. You could go, you could see every shot, but you had to go through and find it yourself. You had to, you know, scroll down the leaderboard or whatever, go to the certain hole. But if I'm picturing this as like creating your own layout with, you know, you got your whole group one at the top or whatever. And like, it's almost constantly like a feed. It's not like, it's just like built up shots. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I, yeah. I'm expecting it to be a lot less clicking and more just, you build your monitor and you can just watch your guys play golf. Yeah. It I might want, be a little deba- delayed, but I want my screen to be 25 little, little rectangles, uh, one for each player. And as the feed comes in, as that shot is recorded in, it just says, okay, Jordan speed, second shot. And then I watch it. And then, uh, like now I've got my eyes on it. Like, that's how I want it to be. Well, I guess we'll find out in two weeks, but that would be phenomenal. But just knowing the masters, they typically don't mess these things up like other um, bodies that run tournaments, whether it's the PGA app, that's always been a disaster, just shot tracker being down. The masters always nails it. So I, I fully trust them to be able to, to pull this off. Uh, I do too. I, I wish they could be in charge of everything all the time, Uh, but they do, they do awesome stuff. Um, So I I think we have to dive into some of these questions. So I I tried to crowds, you know, we were, I was texting you last night. Like we got to figure out something to talk about. I'll just tweet it out, see what comes in. There's some weird stuff in the comments here. We'll go through some of these. Uh, we'll start with this one. 
Did you see the Brooks and Jenna Q&A on Instagram yesterday? I did. I went through it all. I'm, I would say I paid attention to maybe 50% of the answers. I, I wouldn't be able to rattle them off the top of my head, but Kepka, he showed a little bit more personality than I think we're accustomed to, maybe because the, the questions weren't the, you know, about his health or they were just picking their favorite questions, but it was, it was a good little Q&A. Yeah, so if you missed out, uh, it's probably still on um, Jenna's Instagram story at the moment. Brooks is playing nine holes, and there's a Q&A aspect. She's asking the questions. They're answering them together. First of all, Brooks like uh, looked like he was throwing darts at times. He looked did like he was what, playing well. Did you well. see his final score? He no, was, what was uh, it? Seven under through eight. <laughs> and ended, through, ended because of darkness. But yeah, seven under through eight is not bad. No idea where he was playing, but he he cool. lipped out for an albatross, I think, on like his second or third hole. Like a we're four- diving into Kepka's form based on <laughs> okay, eight yeah. holes with Jenna. <laughs> but you're right. I think that um, it, it was definitely a side I've never seen of Brooks. We've heard we've I've kind of heard like there is this side to Brooks. He's uh, he's fun loving. He's laid back, and I know he's laid back. But I mean, maybe he just hates the questions from the media and all that stuff. And when he's on the when he's at the tournaments, you know, it's a bit more dialed in and focused but this was definitely a different side of him that i enjoyed he was laughing he was talking about his favorite rapper he was talking about how they met it was just like different stuff it was pretty cool uh there was one about him waxing his butt that uh oh yeah that he threw me he off lost a bet, right Is <laughs> he lost a bet so he's a man of he's a man of his uh his word i guess i'm trying to think of some of my other favorites there was a few people aggregating these uh the Q and a as a story. Um, yeah, it was, it was some good stuff. He, he doesn't listen to music when he plays golf, which I found a little interesting because he seems someone who's like, doesn't take golf that serious, but I would expect him to have the beats pumping when he's out there. Can I tell you, I don't really listen to music ever. I'm not like, a music guy like either. at all. Yeah. I, I don't I, know what it's about. I, but. I don't, I could not, I don't have a favorite band. I can't name, I don't know the words to any songs. I don't know. I, if I'm listening to something, it is either uh, like a podcast or what I will do EPAT. And especially when I worked in an office, I did this just like white noise or like um, the social network that, that Facebook movie, right. The soundtrack for that is just like really focused. Like what you think like coders would listen to while they're like coding. I listen to that. I used to crank classical music while I studied back in university yeah. and I just like had like six, seven songs that I would just listen on repeat. But yeah, I'm never, I'm never the music guy and I'm definitely not listening to classical music on the course, but I'll, I'll listen to it if, if one of my guys in the group has a, as a speaker, but yeah, I mean, uh, Brooks, uh, he was, he took it a little more serious than I thought in, in terms of the music on the course thing. Uh, that question was from Dr. Rick, who actually, I think I'm going to play Tori with Dr. Rick in a couple of weeks. So good question. Um, Dane wants to know what's trickier planning a wedding during a pandemic where the guest list totals keep getting slashed or trying to pick winners in the Bermuda field and EPAT. I think this, I think this question's like custom for you, my friend. Well, for those who don't know, Dane is my, uh, my boss at the score. So oh, this is why he know knows, that. yeah, he knows, uh, <laughs> he knows what I'm up to a lot more than most people, but. I would say, uh, pl- yeah, planning a wedding through a pandemic is definitely harder than picking when. Ah, it's hard to say. My fiance is doing a lot of planning, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I'm doing a lot of the grunt work, but um, maybe actually, maybe in, w- with this field, picking the picking a Bermuda Championship winner is hard. I think statistically speaking, it yeah. might be the Bermuda field would be more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, trimming down a trim. So my wedding is this Saturday. We had 
120 guests originally and we're down to 25. So that is, and what the funny thing is we sent out our save the dates right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we've had to tell so many people that they've been cut. It's uh, it's painful, but it's uh, a lot of people are understanding about the situation. It's been, it's been brutal. That's my nightmare is like making that call. Like, Hey, you didn't make the cut. We'll catch you next time. Catch you next year. (laughs) I had to tell, I had to tell someone in my wedding party that their fiance is not coming. Oh, Uh, it's not, it's not great, but um, we'll turn the page come. We'll turn the page on Sunday. It's been a, it's been a stressful little run. Like when you like next year or whatever, you'll have to throw like a, yeah, we're going to do that. There's some some key people missing the wedding. Um, My fiance's father being one of them, her sisters who stuck out in Eastern Canada. It's not coming. So, We'll have to, uh, we'll have to redo it in a year. That's technically what we did. So we, we got, we went to the courthouse and signed the papers and got married in April. And then because we had so many people from the East coast, we threw what is essentially the reception in June or July. So like we just threw the party side of it and had everybody out, obviously no COVID concerns at that time, but yeah, I can't imagine what's what you're so doing. So we're doing, we have to do it outdoors. And right now the weather is called, oh, I shouldn't, <laughs> I, I stink at weather, but it's calling for like five degrees Celsius, which I think is like 40, low forties. I was, was going to say, yeah, it'd be a little warmer than freezing, right? Yeah, so for us, uh, that'd be 32. So like 40 something. It's going to be chilly, but uh, we'll, we're, we're, we're tough Canadians. We'll, we'll be able to handle it. Bundle up. Um, all right, Clint, uh, we will do, we can do 15 seconds on this, beat the dead horse and talk about how the final group isn't broadcast until almost the back nine. We had two of the top three players in the world in a final group of a pretty, like pretty substantial tournament. And we saw, I think we saw 11 holes. It's, they picked them up on number nine, just out of outrageous. I don't get it. Just uh, all you need to all you need to compare this to is to any other sport and say, imagine if um, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, the coverage started uh, with 13 minutes to go in the third quarter. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like the lose, two minute warning before half. Uh, <laughs> they would just, lose their mind. It makes no sense. But so I guess because this tournament was supposed to be in Japan, they didn't maybe didn't have the same window, but we knew about this. I know, I know, I know. I know that's the only justification I could have for it. Um, and like the golf channel doesn't have that much going on. Like figure so it they out. had, they had four and a half hours of European tour coverage, love the Euro tour, but four and a half hours of the Italian open and only three hours for the PGA event. I will never understand. I mean, like I if I'm the PGA it, tour, I'm just like, give them a discount. If they don't want to pay for the right, just give them a discount, get their product on the TV, the PGA tour. So they need their own channel. So, so I kind of want it, but I also, I don't, I don't they would destroy it. It would be, you'd only see the best shot. They would like, it would be, it would be terrible. You would never see a bad shot. You would never have a bad, no bad words would be said about anyone. Bryson would have a picture perfect image. Uh, I don't know if it's on Roku yet, but there is, there is a PGA tour streaming app that you can get on some devices and they show um, consolidated versions of like old tournaments, like all the time. So you basically see the coverage of every tournament in order. Like it's actually pretty awesome. I just used to run it in the background and like watch old stuff. But I don't know how they would handle live. It would be probably disastrous. I think we're heading towards a PGA Tour network at some point. I think it just makes too much sense for them to keep it in-house. And it's hopefully they fix money. that problem. It's yeah. too much money for them to, to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure it out. But um, that was tilting for sure. Sledgehammer says, is Will Zalatoris getting too much respect? 10 to 1 just blows my mind. This does not even take into the account, Eric, that a guy with no PGA tour status has now been the favorite in two separate events this year already. 
it is pretty incredible um, that he has, he just comes up here and he's the betting favorite and 50% of his starts. He's obviously playing the low, the lower tier events, but um, he only has one professional win on his official world golf page, which is a little concerning. I, I would think for someone who is, you know, that caliber, he'd win more on the corn ferry, but he does crank up like so many, he just pumps out top 10 after top 10. Um, I think he's getting too much respect, but I do understand why he's there. I, I am as high on him as almost anybody, but I still think he's getting a little bit too much respect. So I, I haven't checked recently, but like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, data golf had him ranked as like the 29th ranked player in the world by their own metrics, which feels aggressive. Okay. Like I, yeah. I, I think he's really good. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he's going to win rookie of the year. I've been talking about him for months, but I, he might be a top 50 player, but like 29 is, is pretty aggressive. I will say, uh, we'll see, but no, I think it's, I think it's a, a little, a little big right now. He might be the only rookie. I'm not sure how the rookie rankings work, but he's, he might be one of the few who earn a special temporary membership he, and he could be the only rookie. Would he be rookie this season? He'd be rookie. He'd this be season? Like, I think, I think it's when you gain your membership. I'm not sure. Wow, like, so again, I think it's for 2021. Yeah. Unless someone else sneaks up and steals a, a membership or, you know, one of those guys comes up and wins one of these events. Uh, I think he needs three points, three FedEx Cup points yeah. to get his special temporary, which yeah. is like a he top to, 70. I was going to say he needs to make the cut. Make the cut, yeah. Do, yeah. Um, Brian Manning wants to know, a couple of months ago, Bryson was breaking some of the strokes gain metrics because of how far he was hitting the ball. Has that problem been resolved? So I actually looked this up the other day. Uh, it, so this was at Rocket Mortgage, Eric, where if you remember, he was hitting his drives so close to the green uh, I want to make sure I get this right, that his second shots were being considered a pro a, uh, around, around the green. Yes. Yeah. Instead of approach shots. So like he was like dead last in the field in proximity to the in proximity to the hole because it was like not counting his shots correctly. If you go back and look at that tournament, I believe that tournament is still broken. That's not they, they did not retroactively fix it. And I don't know if they fixed it moving forward. I would guess they haven't because you have to remember this is now what year 16 of shot link. There's a lot of procedures. There's a lot of things in place. I don't think it's as easy as saying, Oh yeah, we'll just kind of like adjust this one thing and we can start counting his approach shots now. I, yeah, this is one of them that needed some research and I truthfully didn't do it, but so it was only breaking the proximity stat. It wasn't breaking strokes gain because it, like in theory, his off one shot would account for almost two shots. And then he would just make it up through around the green and putting. Right. I'm not sure how that like, and he, I mean, he might not even have played a course where he's like hitting it so close to the green that often where it would matter since the Detroit Open. It definitely would not matter like in his long-term numbers. It like, you know, it was, it was probably, it was probably four shots throughout the week. Yeah. If that, something like that. Um, but like that, in that's maybe I'm going to out myself as an idiot here, but <laughs> if you do hit, a, if it's a 320 yard hole and you hit your drive in the green side bunker and then you chip on, you would gain like there's no stroke skiing approach there. It's all off the tee. And right. then you would just gain around the green and putting. Right. So like from a strokes gain standpoint, it's not really broken. It's just the proximity because they were counting as drives as True, a I approach guess. Yeah. shot. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. He was just gaining so many off the tee that he didn't need, need to hit many approach shots. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. The proximity I, stuff, I, I don't really pay attention to, but. Yeah, I looked at that like a month ago and it, they didn't fix it, but you're right. Maybe there's nothing too 
fix. It's just weird because it's not a situation we've at least at least noticed before. It's probably happened before. There's probably been times where guys have hit a ball within 30 yards of the green, which is what I think the PGA Tour considers uh, around the green versus approach, and we just never caught it, but we were all amped up on what Bryson was doing that week. And somebody, yeah, that's exactly what it was, and and pointed it out. Um, I don't know how much knowledge you have on this situation. So Matthew uh, wants to know the best budget-friendly home simulator. Do you have any idea about these simulators? I know a little bit, but I'm not sure if I could create a budget-friendly one. Uh, I believe the budget-friendly one is Skytrack. Yeah, I think haven't you looked into this? Yes. So yeah, I, I've done some some fair bit of research into this. I want to put one in the garage, and now we're probably moving. So I don't know, figure it out in the new space. But um, from what I understand, uh, Skytrack will be your best budget friendly. Now I think this the 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 launch monitor itself is like three grand. And then you can hook it up to like any laptop, basically any computer. You might have to buy the software. You have to have the hitting net and all that stuff, but you could get the actual launch monitor for, I think like three grand. And that is from what I understand the best cheapest, like you can go get that like flight scope Mevo or whatever for yeah, five, a little pocket one. Yeah. I think it's like 500 bucks or whatever. And I think you can hook it up to like an iPad or whatever. But from what I understand, the SkyTrack is the, the best budget friendly option and, and the, yeah, the best, the best version of, I, I, I trust you at your word. I just know like the ones they're using on the range, like this, the, um, track man and that okay. foresight one, like yeah. that quad launch monitor, like 10, 20 grand. So I don't think that's budget, but yeah, I would assume there's like, like you said, that flight scope Mevo is probably uh, around a thousand bucks that probably has some sort of simulator aspect to it, but you're probably right with the sky tracks. The TrackMan, which uh, just because I'm a glutton for for punishment, I wanted to go see how much these things cost to like set up a simulator in your house. So you get uh, they they come, they set up like the the flex cage for you. It has like the computer and the and the launch monitor and all the stuff. Any idea what that would run you, Eric, for them to set up a a custom TrackMan in your house? I don't know if I even want to guess this. <laughs> uh, like. 60 grand uh well in that case then you are getting a good deal my friend it's only they start at forty four thousand. start at okay yes. i'm going top of the line here yeah so you would get you know custom printed sides and you would be able to use it you know a different light so you could use it outside and stuff like that but uh yeah for if, for, if you got forty four thousand dollars laying around you can get yourself a track man at home probably not the budget option yeah, that's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a few years away from that. Maybe a few GPP wins away from that, but uh, not, not right now in the plans. Andrew Brooks wants to know, <laughs> this is, where do people come up with this stuff? Uh, of, all, of all active golfers, who are the top five in terms of the betting odds at the 2030 Masters? So 10 years from now, um, I guess I got a couple of guys that come to mind. Where are we going here? 10 years from now? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, well, Morikawa is the favorite, followed yeah. closely by Wolf and Hovland, and then Sungjae. Nice. I think they'll all be like right over their 30s. So, the re you know what the real answer to this is? The John answer Rom? <laughs> no, the answer is we don't know yet. That, yeah, that, well, person, that person does not, oh, I guess it's of all active golfers, but like the, the, the truth. Oh, you're thinking is, there's like a, 
15 year old out there right now dominating the junior circuit. What did Morikawa just do in the last yeah. 18 months? Right. And he's, and he's now like, I don't know what he is, the eighth favorite to win at Augusta, you know, two years ago, half the vast majority of anybody even knew who he was. Right. I mean, you're, and, and now these guys are getting so bet so much better, so much younger. There's going to be somebody who's like class of, I don't know, 2000, I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't do the math like, either. Like 2028, who's going to be like one of the top five betting favorites. I will tell you that um, whoever it is in 2030, I'm, I'm guessing they'll be hitting it probably 360, 370 <sighs> off the tee. Yeah. Could be, that, that was one thing from Brooks's Q&A. They said, well, what would you tell any young golfer right now? And he just goes, try and learn to hit it as far as you possibly can. And then you, then you tighten it up from there. Just hit it as far as you can, which is the Bryson motto. And, and then you go and figure it out after that. But yeah, come 2030, these guys, if they don't do any changes, it's going to be uh, whoever's hitting at 380 will be headlining the Masters betting board. Yeah. Um, here's maybe my favorite. Uh, this question says, can you answer for your fans where your unwarranted sense of self-confidence and narcissism comes from? And I was thinking... Is that question for me or for Eric? And I said, it's probably for me. So maybe he's right. Maybe I am a narcissist because I thought that question was for me, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. I don't know. I don't really well, then, get then it. It's I, definitely not you. Then it's definitely not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, those, that seemed a little trolly. So I just, I cruised by it. I, uh, do you, but yeah, you said years of practice was the answer. So good <laughs> on you. Like, listen, I, I don't, I don't know, man. If that's the way you feel, apologies. Uh, what do you do with trolls? Do you mute? Do you block? Cause I've, I've, uh, I'm kind of in between on this right now. I think I, I truthfully don't get trolled that much. Um, but I just know that if I were a troll, I would be looking for a reaction. So I think yeah, no reaction is the best medicine for them. That's all they're, they, uh, they're only commenting. So you fire something back. Correct. I've done it personally. I, <laughs> I do fire back sometimes, um, but it is best to just leave it alone. There's a lot of, there's a lot of loose cannons on the internet. So you just got to uh, ignore, a, I ignore them when they show up. I liberally use the mute button like a lot. Um, but, and I've just started blocking people for the first time, but yeah, I, I, I rarely engage cause that's what they want. That's, that's like a victory, man. I, the block button, I don't think I've ever used. Although I was nervous. I was going to get blocked by uh use golf facts this week. Cause she was, she was on it again. Yeah. I love how we say it's she could be anyone. We don't know who yeah, it it's is, anybody but we do think Justine was firing off about left pins again for the Sunday, uh, for the final round of the Zozo. Everyone, <laughs> One guy got blocked. He had the first comment. He goes, geez, Justine, go enjoy the NFL football or something. <laughs> Just like pay attention to the NFL. And she got instantly blocked. And like I, I said, uh, Justine from the top rope with a gif. And I, I was, you know, kind of sweating that I would get blocked by her because that's a fun account to to follow it's it's really fun that's why i don't respond to it is because i want to just keep i actually have the alerts on for that there's only three accounts that i have alerts on for uh, who are that, your alerts so so that one because she doesn't tweet often but when she does it is it's a good doozy um <laughs> then then uh pga tour comps right yep, same as me you have to and then uh a first cut podcast is the only uh, that i want to i follow i i got only tiger and pga comps yeah PJ comms is that's that's like a business decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to put the used golf facts. I kind of like just cruise it <laughs> and see it if she was, you know, firing off some takes when I was not paying attention. I love yeah, it. She's Justine. What a, what a girl. 
Top five masters moments. You don't have to name five of them. Uh, but what when when I say masters, what's the very first thing that pops into your brain? When I when you say masters, yeah, it's so recency bias, but because it was the only one I've ever covered so far, it was last year with Tiger. Yeah, I think. Or, that's... Uh, man, I should probably know the year. Oh five, when he chipped in with the ball hanging on the cup. That's... I remember vividly watching yeah. that one in my basement and like screaming at my parents upstairs. That's that a good one. one. That that one I think is is the one for a lot of people and probably myself included just because yeah i remember where i was it was tiger it was late it was uh, i mean if if that was in a if that was a scene in a movie we would have been like unrealistic this is the worst this is stupid um it was that good that was that was peak master's excitement for sure and then the other one is um jordan spieth having to put the green jacket on danny, danny willett, willett in butler yeah. cabin and his face is like is seared into my brain i will never forget that that was tough that was a tough watch <laughs> that was like when uh feinberg and mayo they, that was like their coming out party because they had willett and that was just the those are the ones you don't want to remember because your just heart just keeps sinking every time you put a ball in the water. I also feel like it was the first, like, I, I remember that being memed so much, right? Where the jacket was the crying Jordan. I'll have to find that yeah, one. Yeah, that and, was a... And I just remember being like, oh my God. And like every time I refreshed, there was another meme and Jordan's fit. And it was just like, this is bad. This is so bad. That was before I was deep into golf Twitter, but uh, I can imagine that was... Uh... That was a fun one for the internet to have. Um, personally, for a, a Canadian, I got to shout out Mike Weir, 2003. That was uh, about as good as it gets for a Canadian golf fan. Although it was against Len Matisse. I'm not sure if many people wow. would know that trivia question. Um, a, fun, a fun win for, for our country. Uh, speaking of Spieth, Mike Hennessy just says Spieth takes all of them which i think is kind of hilarious just like blank slate speed take uh i have the same speed take that i've had for like nine months which is i thought i i thought he should and i thought he would take one more run at augusta with greller and when they when that didn't happen they would split now i don't know if that timetable has been moved to november i just think this is like when you fire a manager in baseball it's not the manager's fault it might not be the player's fault. They just need a different voice and Spieth needs a different voice. So that has been my c- consistent Spieth take as of late, but I don't know how hot that is anymore. No, I don't think it's hot, but I think it's like probably the the correct one or like one of the few that makes a lot of sense is just a change of, you can't really have a change of scenery in golf, but you can definitely have a change of team and coach, caddy, whoever, whoever that is might need uh, to, you know, reshuffle some positions. He had his dad on the bag and looked like he was actually having fun with his dad on the bag. Obviously maybe that opened his eyes to like, maybe, I don't know. He didn't play well at Zozo championship, but um, I don't know. He needs a change. I just can't, I, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, all right. Maybe one more and then we'll get into what, what is this tournament? Bermuda. Oh my God. I completely blanked. Um, this one's interesting. This one caught me off guard. Can't we get a better DraftKings scoring system? This is from Pinch Pinche Raleigh. Raleigh. Uh, is do, do we have beef with the DraftKings scoring system? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what uh, what needs revising, what needs changing. I think it's pretty. We're just so used to it. I haven't really even considered options to change it. To be honest, I don't even know what you do. 
that's what I, that's why I was so caught off guard on this. Like, okay. I didn't know people had issues with it. Right. Like we have plenty of hot, like uh, I I could have guessed that the one was going to come about the TV coverage. I could have guessed, you know, master stuff would have come, but like this one caught me legit off guard. I mean, I guess maybe the argument is, I don't even know if this is an argument. Like you're rewarding the, the guys who go birdie bogey, birdie bogey, birdie bogey, instead of par, 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 par. But is that, like, I think we're just so accustomed <laughs> to that and it makes a lot of sense. You're trying to make birdies in golf and you're get penalized for making bogey. Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fine. I actually do have a beef being a data guy is so if I, what I always thought was the best about fantasy sports was you could open up the newspaper and this is what's great about fantasy football too. You can open up the newspaper, you can look at the box score and you could know exactly how many points your player had right you've got receptions you've got yards you've got touchdowns um the draft king scoring system incorporates streaks so like the the three birdies in a row which is not really a box score stat that is a score that's that's deeper level that's more advanced than just like your standard box score stuff so maybe that's my only complaint is that you cannot look at the results page um or look at like the quote-unquote box score and determine what the draft king score was I know. I, I think golf box scores are more scorecards, not just like leaderboard. I don't know. Maybe. And and you're still opening up the newspaper to check box scores. <laughs> <laughs> no. When's when's the last time you opened the newspaper? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I usually go in and when I'm at like my cottage or my fiance's cottage, we uh, I'll do it. I'll do the word jumble once in a while when I'm a little bored. <laughs> <The> jumbles. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a big word jumble guy. Um, that's about it. It was probably 20 years ago for a school project. I don't think I've actually ever like willingly opened up a newspaper. You should go get one. Get the ink on your hands. I used to. I used to deliver newspapers, so I have a little bit of appreciation on, for on them. your bike. <clears throat> uh, I was more of a rollerblade guy. There was a little more efficiency to that. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Now, was it I went right house? up. To, I went right up to the he- the house, right into the mailbox, not just throw it on the on the oh, driveway. That's good of you. So, so was it every single house, or did you have to know which ones were subscribed and which ones weren't? No, every every house got it. Only did half the street though, so it was a little bit easier. But yeah, that's earning some harder hard earned bucks back when I was like 11, 12 years old. I love it. We're really, we're really getting the origin story rounded out for <laughs> Eric Patterson on how he's gotten to this point of, of life. We'll continue to deep dive that in future eps. All right. We got to talk about Bermuda, which by the way, uh, phenomenal logo, right? I mean, it's got the great the Bermuda triangle. They lean into the triangle for the a, this is a, this is a plus stuff right here. It's always so jarring for me. Cause I, I pulled up wind finder to, to, find bermuda on a map it's like usually you associate bermuda to the caribbean but you only you got to go halfway into the atlantic ocean to go find it i i I guess it gets good weather but it seems a little north for you know to be considered a tropical island um i don't know what the i guess i could go look at what the brendan todd trophy looks like but i'm it's a triangle okay i was hoping it was just a giant try like the zozo giant circle just be a giant it's just a i have a picture of it here just a wooden triangle (laughs) on top of two wooden blocks it's pretty bad but perfect you know they're leaning into the the bermuda triangle there all right three picks here uh last week uh our sleepers were kevin na and sebastian munoz i actually think we did pretty well there i don't have the leaderboard in front of me no, I'll finish like 20th. Munoz, again, that guy just always is in the mix. Him and Lanto, we talked about it again. They're, they're the same guy. 
it's an easy crank game. out another top 15 yeah easy game <laughs> i you, we should go back because i noticed they were in some pretty big winning lineups like to go back and figure out how many how much money those guys have earned like you know how many melee makers have they taken down because there's so many lineups where they're i feel like they would be in the mix or near the top and the thing is they always seem to play well at the same time so they're like always both in the lineup or something like that like it's weird it's it's really weird both of them were in i think the uh the big hundred thousand dollar winning lineup this week munoz was t14 na was like he must have collapsed then because he like touched late double bogey Yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I apart. was tracking them, but yeah. Um, so those were our sleepers. Our top ten. Epat, you had Bubba Watson. Well done. T four. That counts. I had Justin Thomas. T two. That counts. Wow, we're so far so good. And then our one and done. You had Matthew Wolf, who that ain't gonna cut it. So I don't know what I, he started off well, and then just started hitting him OB, and I same story as the as it was at the CJ Cup. Uh, yeah. He finished well though. He shot a 66 on Sunday, moved up, but like he shot a 75 on Saturday when scoring was like absolutely. Torn. I know. Uh, and I had Patrick Reed who finished T14. Man, whatever. You know, I need more left pins. Yeah, you and you just start retweeting use golf facts. <laughs> if it's a left pin day, that's when you know. Like if you're gonna play Reed in showdown, you got to get the pin sheet out. He's like yeah. one of the guys where it actually matters. <laughs> I got to look. Uh, if I had the time and <laughs> I was willing to do this, I would go back and look at left pins versus right pins and see if he actually plays better on left. Like, like what is or he if, rounds? Or if there is a case to be made that the PGA Tour puts more pins on the right or on the left when it doesn't matter as much. Because her like argument she, is like she says on left the pins th- on par fives yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Such a great absurd take. It, that so is, deep. Right. She is so deep down the pin position rabbit hole that it it, it like I'm so impressed by it. I'm so I want like oh gotta love she it. She is a subscriber to PGA Tour Com's tweets. <laughs> and when they fire out the pin sheet, she is she's opening that up and getting the counter out every time. I love it. Uh, sleepers for this week in Bermuda. Uh, Epat, throw me a dart. Who do you like? Um, frig. I will go. It's a little bit off the board. Ah, uh, no, it is. It's off the board because he hasn't been playing well. But I'm going to go with Max Homa. I think he is better than a lot of players in this field. Hasn't been playing great, but um, I saw in the NLU story, no laying up story, that he recently shot a course record. So his game has to be in decent shape. 100 to 1. Okay. 90 gonna, to 1. I was going to ask yeah. you what his odds are. Okay. Nine. Yeah. He's been, he's been bad, man. It's a shame. Been bad. I like it. Um, I'll just take, man, this is such a chalky one. Um, I'll just take West Bryan. I'm, I'm, he's, yeah, everyone's on the West, the West wagon. I think if there's ever a week, it's this week. I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember, he lost, he lost strokes off the tee 17 events in a row. And now he's gained four in a row. Like, I'm going to assume he figured something out. So what I was just thinking, because I feel like people were on Wesley Bryan maybe two or three weeks ago when we were in Punta Cana. And then we got Mayakoba coming up in a few weeks. We're just It's the same tournament over and over. Same right. field, same course, same comparable courses. We'll right so if you like guys this week, stick with them in, in Mayakoba in a few weeks. Top 10. So it's either a yes or a no. This golfer finishes inside the top 10. Eric Patterson, take the stage. Uh, I just wrote guys up, so I'm just going to stick with who I wrote up. I'm going to go with <laughs> this is greasy because I never take them, but Charlie Hoffman. 
<laughs> wow. finished finished well in uh punta cana recently top six at the sanderson farms uh he's won in mexico at mayacoba before uh i don't know there's something going on with these like 40 year old golfers winning golf tournaments so i think uh charlie hoffman top 10 Okay. I like it. I'm going to take, uh, I'm such a sucker. I'll just take doc here. So I'll take doc Redman. He is 25 to one to win. He's 2.2 to one to finish inside the top 10. I think he's a great ball striker. The stats bear it out. I'm, I like him. So I'll he could have been like the favorite and I wouldn't have really argued. Like if he was like 15, 16 to one, not 25 or 28 or wherever he is now. It sucks because he's like, so he's clearly one of the better players in this field, but he, his world ranking isn't good enough to get like, he was like the eighth alternate at both the CJ cup and the Zozo. So it's like, and he, he was like on the cut cusp at the U S open. Wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah. He was, he was the last man who didn't get in. I think two alternates got in. He was the third alternate at winged foot. So it's just like, Oh my God. Like he's so close to being in all these great fields, but now he's playing as like, yeah, the fifth favorite of the Bermuda championship instead. Yeah. And I like, that's why I think he's going to win one of those events where he's like 50 to one, not maybe not, not 22 to one, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. I like, I like doc. I always like doc. All right. One and done. You have used, speaking of doc, you used him at the Safeway, which I think he got you a T3 there. You've used Xander, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, and Matthew Wolf. I have used Joel Damon, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay a couple weeks too early, Xander and Patrick Reed. So I get to go first here, Reed over Wolf last week. Um, I'm just going to take Will Z. I'll take Zalatoris. I'll take the favorite. I haven't used him yet. I can't imagine I need to save him for anywhere else. I feel like whoever you play this week was someone you're probably not going to play anywhere else anyway. Yeah, that's probably right. So I might as well just take, the, as well take the, the favorite. Yeah. I mean, your, your strategies is maybe a little more sound than mine. I'm going to go with Henrik Stenson. Played well uh, last time he was in a... So yeah, he won the he won. <laughs> it's crazy how few round, tournaments he's played. I think his win at the Hero World Challenge was like seven starts ago, and that was almost a year ago. So he just hasn't been playing a lot. Uh, played solid in Punta Cana. Um, again, these like old guys that are he's outside the top fifty. I think he wants to crack back in there and get some WGCs under his belt, get ready for the Ryder Cup. So I think Stens he's one of the better players in this field, forty if, to one. If um if you take Stenson, I think you have to hope the wind starts to kick. Did you see the the wind looks pretty juicy? We're gonna get some like thirty mile per hour sustained winds on the weekend, which is yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be some, that's gonna be fireworks. It's gonna be fun. Uh, Eric Patterson, his work on thescore.com. You can find him on Twitter at epatgolf. Uh, recap of the picks for Eric Sleeper Max Homa top ten Charlie Hoffman one and done Henrik Stenson for me who you can find on Twitter at Rick Rungood Sleeper Wesley Bryan top ten Doc Redman one and done. Will Zalatoris. Sound good? Love it. Go Charlie. <laughs> Beauty. All right. This has been 300 yards to unknown, and we'll catch you next time.